and this is my Slovak experience. Hi, welcome to my Slovak experience podcast. Today is the first time I interviewed two guests, Humberto and Elena Bad, that are Mexican siblings who have lived in Chicago for more than a decade before they landed in Slovakia. Humberto came in 2011 and his sister followed him a couple of years later to stay with the family, but also because her brother seemed to be having a good life in Central Europe. Through this story, I also want to show how stories of foreigners living in Slovakia are powerful influencers to our family and peers back home. Foreigners living here are the first ambassadors of that experience, and people back in their home country see Slovakia through their eyes. In the podcast, we talk a lot about the differences between the three countries Helena and Umberto lived in about the upsides of living in Slovakia, but also some downsides, like, uh, for example, the lack of chances to buy really good Mexican food here. And, you know, with uh, just a few genuine tortillas available in Slovakia, it would really be a perfect place. And now I will leave you with uh, Elena and Umberto Abad. Enjoy, and thank you a lot for listening. Also to folks that are there, I'm here with uh, Humberto and Elena, uh, that are both about right? So you are from both from Mexico, I know, right? And they are both here in Slovakia, right? So brother and sister. Uh, so welcome to my Slovak experience. Thank you. Hi, hello, everyone. So uh, the first question is actually, you know, what are you doing here in Slovakia, right? And uh, how? Did you manage to you know, come to this country and start living here? So who, who the food before started coming here? You. I was here first, yeah. So let's get to you first. So. Alrighty. Uh, how I came to be here, it's because um, in, in 2011 I arrived to Slovakia. The reason was because I met my wife, which is like many foreigners, uh, the reason we came here was because uh, of a relationship. Mm -hmm. I met my wife while living in Chicago. Uh, I met her around 2007. Uh, we did it for a while. We engaged. We got married while still in Chicago. And after one year of marriage, uh, well, since we got married, we sort of knew we were leaving Chicago. She wanted to come back. I wanted to leave Chicago for many years. Uh, and then we just set a date and said, okay, so we leave this date. We had no kids, no major commitments in back then. I had never been to Europe or Slovakia. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we chose January to leave Chicago, got rid of all our stuff, got rid of our cars said goodbye to people and we came to Slovakia. So 2011. 2011. January 2011. So and how long have you been living in uh, in Chicago before? 14 years. So but you're you not from, you're from, from where originally? Originally yeah. we are born in Mexico City. Okay. Raised in Celaya, Guanajuato. And in 1996 we made the trip to Chicago. Okay. And uh, 
second chapter of our life began, and this is the third one. So you're already like a American experience, let's say, yes, US yes. experience before, because America is every, everything, right? That's one of the things that we cannot call America only the US, but everything is America, right? Correct. We should. We should. <laughs> Uh, so the the point here is as well that you you had your wife is Slovak, right? So she wanted to go to live in Slovakia, and you found out that that was something interesting. And before coming here, uh, have you ever uh, visited Slovakia, or did you know something about it? I knew that they used to be Czechoslovakia mm -hmm. because they used to play in the World Cup as Czechoslovakia. Uh, once I met her and her sister, of course, then I learned more things about Slovakia. Um, while mm -hmm. still in Chicago, I ordered a book on Amazon called My Slovak, My Foreign Experiences as Slovak, and it's written by an American that lived here for many years. Okay. And it's quite informative, so I learned it talks about everything, geography, politics, food, um, so it gives you a, a glimpse of what it was for her to live, I think, in the 90s in, in Slovakia. Um, uh, but other than that, nothing I saw in the map. And so you came here to live, but you didn't I knew come nothing. here before, you knew nothing? Nothing, nothing. I didn't know all these international companies were here. Um, we knew there was another American that married a Slovak that lived, was here already. Okay. And somebody gave us their contact. So we contacted them mm -hmm. and told them how, what he was doing for a living. Uh, because that was my worry, what am I going to do there as a only guy only yeah. spoke English and Spanish. Um, and they gave us a bit of um, comfort because they said, don't worry, there's jobs here, I don't speak Slovak, he said, and I manage. So when I first came here, I looked uh, for a job in the company where he was working, yeah. and I worked there for one month. In that one month, uh, a friend of my wife's told me, why don't you apply to IBM, because she worked in IBM. Uh, and I'm like, no way, I'm going to get hired by IBM, you crazy. Because I had the notion of IBM in the States. Of course. We are getting a job in IBM can be quite tough because, because. But she said, no, 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 I think you can get it, especially because you speak Spanish. And I said, really? Okay. So I tried. I went to the interview and I got hired. Mm -hmm. And I started April 1st, 2011. Okay, cool. IBM. But uh, stopping a moment, when uh, your bro decided to, uh, to go to live in Slovakia, you had any thought about it? Or like, what, what was your reaction? Uh, it was rough. It was it was rough to process it. We have always been well. We used to be a, a very close family. We were together for a very very long time. So when he decided to leave, it was it was difficult. It was a little bit sad, but we eventually came to terms with it. Mm -hmm. And by that I mean I moved <laughs> with him. <laughs> so how long did it take before you were going following? Uh, two years. Two years. Two years? Maybe a little bit more, like two and a half or something, mm -hmm. close to three. Because I actually lived in Chicago 16 years before I actually left, but mm -hmm. then I went to Mexico for about nine months, and then I came here. 
And it was because he 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 had a particular good experience. Uh no, it was because uh, there was a baby on the way. Okay. And so when that happened, I started to think about what if. Uh, at that point in my life, I had no uh, responsibilities either. So I thought, why not? And then um, when the baby was born, four months after, I decided to make the trip, and then I never left. Mm -hmm. And by that point, we had already told her getting a job here is easy for someone with uh, experience. Yeah, uh, because you have additional uh, skill that is yes. your foreign language that right. is foreign also here. Right, and definitely, obviously, if they wouldn't have helped me or if they wouldn't be here, I probably wouldn't even have thought of making the move mm -hmm. uh, because of the language, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's a very, it's, it's difficult living in a country when you don't speak the language, you don't understand, yeah. uh, you cannot communicate. Um, but thanks to them and my sister-in-law especially, uh, I th it was a much easier decision and they made it much easier for me because I could rely on them for anything I didn't know or mm. needed. So yeah, that's how I, I made the trip. And then the baby was here, so she just made everything everything much better. Interesting. So 2011, there was already Facebook, I guess, right? <laughs> yes, so for what, sure. What was the first thing it was sharing about Slovakia when you were maybe still uh, in Mexico? And pictures, because he st picture, love pictures. He started traveling a lot. I remember he, they went to Rome, to Paris, okay, um, Prague, which are major cities for for the people that live in America. Um, I had also never been in Europe, so that was. That was something that really caught our attention. Mm -hmm. He was really having a, a good time here. Um, and the fact that he was able to get a job um, in a good company, and and they seem to be having a pretty good life. So, yeah, that was, that was a good thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, how do you remember Bratislava, I guess, when you, you came? I, well, what, how was different than now? And first impressions from someone that was living in Chicago and before in Mexico? Uh, first impressions. Mm. My first impression was uh, when we landed, uh, my wife is from Banska Vistica. So we mm. went to Banska Vistica um, and we were there while, while I applied for this first job, mm. while we found a flat. And the first... Mm, I told my wife when I first came, and I still believe it, that it reminded me more of Mexico than U.S., of course. So okay. everything I saw, I related it more to Mexico, to a, to a small city, not Mexico City, the other cities in Mexico. How many Slovakians fits in Mexico City? In Mexico City? In terms of population, probably like... It's 20, 20, 22 million in Mexico, and it's... Oh, but Mexico City is 20 million, so it would be... For Slovakia. Yeah, for Slovakia in one city. <laughs> That's cool. But no, there are other uh, cities in Mexico which look more Spanish looking. Mm -hmm. So, you know, stone streets. Yeah. And Slovakia reminded me of that. Also, many buildings in Mexico are not well maintained. Many buildings here are not well maintained. Uh, so I saw many similarities that reminded me of Mexico, not of the states so compared to the states no it was a different planet but compared to mexico 
not so much. Um, and everyone was uh, very welcoming. Uh, everything I asked I got, obviously, because they wanted me to make, make sure I was comfortable. I was mm -hmm. the new one, making sure he gets everything he wants. So that was <laughs> fine by me. Um, and that was, that was it. Then when I came to Bratislava, we stayed with a friend for three days, mm. I think, two nights. Okay. And, uh, oh, I got, that was, I think, the first time I saw that uh, in Europe, you guys like to have the toilet in a separate room than the bathroom. Uh, that doesn't exist in the States or in Mexico, so that was surprising. So that is not separate? No, it's, it's, it's a bathroom. It's all okay. together. Um, and uh, so, but but actually, if I went to give a little information about the Italian experience, yeah, uh, also in Italy there is no uh, is no separation generally, right? The majority of bathrooms are all together, right? They have everything there. So I I found also for me a kind of typicality of uh, you know Slovakia or Austrian experience <laughs> um, that I wasn't used to. Mm. Oh. Also, I couldn't understand why they, and they still do, uh, the, the washing machine is inside the bathroom, which mm -hmm. also in Mexico and in the States, we don't put the washing machine okay. inside the bathroom. And here, people des design their houses, and even when it's their choice, they, they put it there because that's what they're used to doing it. Mm. So but I, that think, was also I think one of the biggest shocks for you was the actual shower situation. Ah, the shower. <laughs> Because showers don't exist here, so they wanted me to shower uh, in, a, in a bathtub, sitting. <laughs> what, what kind of showers? To, to shower sitting your body. Sitting down in the bathtub. Because then I learned that people <laughs> sit here when they shower, and I'm like, how can you clean yourself while sitting? Ah, okay. So it was a mystery to me. <laughs> So then I just made a mess in the bathroom everywhere I went because I would just stand up and shower myself, but then they have no curtains, so the water just went everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but, but I think, you know, the <laughs> but it's actually true. If you go as well into, that's probably the weirdest part, because of course in the houses you might imagine that everybody does what they want, right? If they want just to yes. take a bath in the bed, that is up, up to them. But you go into the schools, so where there are the, some kind of changing rooms uh -huh. or uh, shower rooms and so on, and you still see the you know this the option yes to and just there is no hanging on top <laughs> yes so you need to hold it with your hand yeah but probably <laughs> the pressure of water is smaller so that you don't make a mess around uh, and again, I'm with you I'm also this guy that likes to have a, you know <laughs> water, shower. You water coming from above you oh yeah downwards <laughs> uh, but anyway it's something you have to get, get used, used to, to. Mm -hmm. And every time we go see the grandma, I know that's the deal and I don't shower. <laughs> or it's very uncomfortable for me. Mm -hmm. uh, so those were things that you spot right away. Mm -hmm. That when you mention it, then you're the weirdo because what do you mean? Yeah. Why do we have a separate bathroom, a separate room for the toilet? But um, yeah, it's just, it's just different and... Till this day, my sister and my dad hate showering in my bathroom because I also have to hold okay. the thing while I'm sitting in my bathtub and now I'm used to it. But if they don't have it. to, when they come visit, they just rather shower my brothers because, yeah, it's, 
it, they just cannot figure out wh so what to do. the shower. Luckily, now the new houses, they have <laughs> showers and the bathtub. Because <laughs> yeah. they have to keep the bathtub. Yeah. Uh, but now they give you the options to have both, so we have a, a shower at home, which is nice. Cool. Uh, what about the people in general? So, uh, how was the welcoming from, you know, not only members of your family, but also who colleagues or who you were not in everyday contact with? Um, colleagues in IBM, because in that first company I worked, they were quite a number of foreigners. Mm -hmm. So, first of all, it was the first time I heard so much British English. And it was hard to understand at the beginning. Even when I came to IBM, I used to sit in the Apollo building and uh, there was inside sales in the Apollo mm -hmm. building. And there were many British people or many people that learned to speak English with the British accent. Yeah. So it was hard to understand what they were saying or Irish accent, it was terrible. But again, something you get used to it. But at least we were a group of foreigners that were all getting used to. Many of them were fairly new. Mm -hmm. For the Slovaks, um, they were they were okay with it. I I feel like as long as you don't, they had their job, they did their thing, and you were like the helper that came here to to help out and mm -hmm. something like this, and um, they don't mind. I didn't know why they changed their shoes when they came to the office, but they like ah, to but change yes, their shoes. Well, in Mexico, there is not this tradition to put out the shoes. Nowhere in Mexico you take your shoes off unless you're home. Not at, not at work, not, and, and even in Mexico, like here, you know, when you go to someone's house, and that happens in the States too, you take your shoes off outside and then you go in. In Mexico, that doesn't even happen. You go with, with your shoes shoe. everywhere. So, yeah, and coming to the office is like, and they put almost like slippers, almost. Yeah, yeah that's, that's still a puzzle in my head. Most but the, the people were, were fine. Everywhere you go, like if we went to someone's house, they welcome you with a shot, which I'm never going to say no to. Uh, I remember in Banska Vistica... immediately. Yes. <laughs> the, I don't know when it was, but it was sort of recent. Maybe like six months after we came, mm -hmm. there were these balls dancing. So, okay, we went to the ball and um, you step in and there's people with shots, just in a tray full of shots. I'm like, okay, so the shot here, shot there, a shot was like 50 cents. So then all you do is, you know, have shots. <laughs> um, so in that part, it's fantastic, all the shots that you receive out of nowhere. And this is just them being polite to you, offering you a shot. Oh, yeah. And, and, I'm all for that. And also from, uh, um, I think it's totally part of a, of the culture in it. That is the beginning of an event, a party, a celebration starts with the pripitok, and that's the yeah, 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 a shot. But no tequila shot when a party starts. So. There's no good tequila here, unfortunately. No, but from your background or tradition, to start a party yeah. with, I don't think. You get to a place and there's a shot waiting for you? No. Okay. No. No, this has to be purely. Yeah. And usually European there you Western. have to request it. It's it's not. Nobody assumes that everyone will have a shot. Mm -hmm. Here it's assumed everyone will have one. There, not everyone. Except for shot. the drivers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's for sure. 
uh, I remember one of the best experiences. It was like the second day we were in Slovakia. Mm-hmm. My brother-in-law works for the post office. And um, my sister wanted to go walk around with her mother and sister and do some shopping. And I wanted to upload some pictures to Facebook that because we had just come, because we did Chicago, Mexico, Slovakia. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to upload pictures from Mexico. So they're like, why don't you go with the brother-in-law to his office? There's space there. Work, take the computer, you upload pictures, browse the internet. I'm like, okay, come, I'll go. Without, he doesn't speak English, nothing. So it was mostly signs. But while I was sitting in their office, there's like a little open space of five people. Uh, I was uploading pictures. I was like, Umberto, Umberto. And I turned. And in their desk, they have a bottle of Hruskovica. Uh, and uh, you want a shot? I'm like, okay, shot. Shot is fine. I've never tasted this Hruskovica before either. And, um, and we had like five shots just in the afternoon there, the <laughs> after lunch shift. Uh, so then it's like I, I belong in this country. Really. <laughs> I, was, I was very lucky, I think, when I first got here mm-hmm. after four or six months maybe, when I was able to get a job, um, I started working in Johnson Controls, and um, there were two, specifically two Slovaks that were very, very nice and welcoming to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they took me under their wings, and, and they took me everywhere, literally for lunch, and they would make sure that I would all, was always with them, and where is Elena, and looking for me, and helping out with everything I needed, translated menus. Um, I, I remember them very fondly because, because they really, really helped me a lot. Just even to go for lunch, you don't even, mm-hmm. the menus are not in English. Mm-hmm. So just for that, just being able to order your food and everything. So that was nice. Um, in general, they are, they are, they are, they're very nice people. Um, they come from a very different background and culture as ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as overall, and, and usually the hardest is when, with, with the older generations. They are not so welcoming and a little bit colder, per se. They have a colder attitude towards... It's like a language issue? Or no, culture? no, just as how they are. Mm-hmm. But, but as the, if you see now the younger generations now, it's different. It's changing. You can see this changing. It's moving in the right direction. They're more friendly. They're more welcoming. They've been traveling all over the world, mm-hmm. a lot of them. So they have been exposed to other people, other cultures. And so you, at least I can see the difference. So it's in general, it's, it's good. You can always have bad experiences, but it's the minority compared to, to everything else. So I think that's an overall the people get a B plus, I would say. <laughs> now, which one is the most common ice breaking for when you tell that you're from Mexico? <coughs> is there anything that is always coming out? Well, it's always, I always get the same question, why? Why? Why are you here? Why are you, and, and, mean, and because when I say I'm from Mexico, they just assume that I've been in Mexico this whole time, and why would I come to this country where it's so cold and gloomy, and, mm. um, but it's just, they just always want to know why, mm. why? And then I already know, I have the short version for my story, so I already tell that to every single person that they meet, and that, that does it. I don't know when people, mm. like give me more specific question. I don't know. I'm always having uh, uh, some conversation about pizzas and pastas myself. Mm. Right? 
No, yes. Oh, football, so, the football team. <coughs> right, so. Here people see again. This I wonder how, no, no, how Slovak, um, someone that perhaps you know doesn't have much experience about Mexico, right, has associated the concept of Mexican here and then starts an ice gray, an ice breaking. Right? They start with tequila. Okay. Yeah, always with tequila, um, and especially when you mentioned because maybe a few that I mentioned, they didn't know that it comes from maguey, from a plant, from the roots of mm. the plant. And they're like, oh, so it's, it's like medicine. Because here they associate many of their spirits that it's good for your health. And many of them drink it when they feel sick, when mm. they have a headache, when they have a stomachache, they have a shot because it's good for their health. So they're like, so tequila is the same. And I'm like, okay, if you say so, yeah, you could take it that way, but in Mexico, nobody it's drinks tequila be for health. <laughs> you drink tequila to drink, te but there are zero health reasons oh, yeah. behind drinking tequila <laughs> where I come from. Oh, yeah. But uh, now, now, I, now I drink uh, Shadows Libovica when I have a stomachache. So then you learn that it does have some, I don't know how much it's actual physical and also a placebo that it, this yeah, is helping me. Or it me. just kills whatever thing. <laughs> yeah, it's just anymore. But that's, that's interesting. And um, so well, you, you, you started talking about um, uh, the, the, the language as well. So do, do you all had the chance to learn some Slovak a bit? Or when I first came, the first year probably was, or the second, there was the opportunity to attend Slovak courses twice a week, one hour or one and a half hour mm -hmm. in the university, one of the universities. Mm -hmm. uh, so I signed up and I was going there twice a week. Uh, I think I didn't learn as much as I should have for two reasons. One, I wasn't studying on my own after class. Uh, so I would just, you know, learn from what I learned in the class. After class, I didn't do any study, mm -hmm. which is not good. Um, and second, I think I was too new. Because then it was a proper Slovak course, so they were teaching us a lot of the grammar, why this, why that, all the tenses. And, uh, but even the words for me, when someone was speaking, I still couldn't even identify when a word ended and when another one started. Yeah, yeah. So everything sounded very, very foreign, very out there. And I was attending the courses with two colleagues from Brazil. Mm -hmm. So most of the time we were just laughing at everything <laughs> instead of paying attention <laughs> and making the whole class laugh. And that lasted for about six months. Uh, then we decided, okay, to stop the classes. Mm. But, uh, and then the rest that I understand, it's just from hearing it, from being here all this many years. Of course, you get used to the language, to hearing the same words <coughs> over and over. Um, and now I understand some, mm. uh, but I'm still not able to speak any. And my goal is to one day be able to speak, <laughs> but... Um, it's not like I'm, I'm, t I'm not taking any steps right now totally to get there, but I want to. Also, your, 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 your kids right, are uh, speaking Slovak. Right? Yeah, the, both of them speak now. They have way more vocabulary than me, that's yeah. for sure, and they can express themselves. 
Um, and also, no matter how much you study, they're going to always... Always be ahead of me, yes. <laughs> always from you, yeah. Uh, but now I've learned also some words from them. So now it's not only when, what I hear from around me, mm. at work or on the street, but I've learned Slovak, many Slovak words from them. Mm. Many times in their diminutivo, in their little, like, uh, I don't know. Mm. The middle name or...? No, like something Klebik. Like, like so I don't know. It's like, like, baby like talk. Uh, the, not exactly. It's kind of Klebik. Uh, like instead uh, of saying Klebik, you say Klebik. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's or Yemik. Yeah, it's actually. So I know old words like this, <laughs> which is not is great. <laughs> <laughs> But I learned that there are some words that are only like that. Mm. Right, they are not even considered, uh, even if they sound like, so it really depends, there are some words that are only like this. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's an interesting different way, because you have uh, Eno, right? And a totally different diminutive, but all use the same in kids, kids' language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and how is, because I also experience sometimes the most awkward thing is when um, I'm in the park, for example, and there is uh, my my son or my daughter playing with another um, you know Slovak uh, child and there is the mother that comes or the father there right <laughs> um, so uh, with mother and father perhaps you try to speak English right but with the child that you suppose that they mostly don't speak any other language so do you and I never know how to treat the situation I should I speak try to speak Slovak also to my son or just keep switching I never knew which the best uh, Formula, which, is, which one is yours? Uh, well, I cannot speak Slovak to them because I, I just can't, but um, I, I usually understand everything that is happening, mm -hmm. even if the parent of the other child is telling that something mm -hmm. to her kid or to all, I know what she's saying. So then if I need to repeat something, I just talk to my kids in Spanish. I say things in Spanish to them. Uh, also because my kids understand Spanish way better than English. So if I want to get something yeah. across to them, I need to say it in Spanish. Uh, but yeah, with the other parents, then it's just mostly awkward because they, they don't, then they immediately, obviously they see me and they know I'm not Slovak. Mm -hmm. And then they see that I'm speaking Spanish. I even sound more foreign than if I would speak English. Oh yeah. So then that's just, uh, I, I create a wall. As, uh, the ones that okay you see them more and more times or they hear you then that you also speak English then they may try to mm -hmm. make a conversation I, I think that kids are somehow uh, in helping a foreigner to integrate, integrate. More, right? <laughs> yeah because they at least uh, you know my, my son often translates me as well sometimes when I don't know the word he knows it for sure right mm. so I, I found that uh, interesting Uh, interesting thing, right? they are like gate openers. I don't know if it happens also with the... It's cool. My daughter, now we've tried more with my daughter that she's six years old. With the little one we haven't tried it. But with her we have tried to like, hey, yeah. go tell the grandma this. To test if how good she is translating and she's able to do more than we expected. Mm -hmm. She's Which is so funny to watch now, no? that she's, she can do more than me now when it comes to translating or communicating with my mother-in-law. Um, 
so yeah they will be a help mm -hmm. because they will be always have Slovak friends so then it forces there's a link between you and the parents which maybe wouldn't be there and when you when you go back uh, or go back when you you go you go to Mexico now or to Chicago if you your family to Mexico my family Mexico. is now in Mexico mm -hmm. and how often you you go there well, recently, well, I, I try to go more often. So recently, I've gone once a year. Okay. It's quite far. So we need to use almost all of our vacation time to just make it there for at least three weeks because then otherwise it wouldn't make sense at all. Mm -hmm. To just be there for a week or two, it's, it's too long of a trip. So at least once a year. For me now, it's too expensive because the kids pay full, full ticket. Mm. Uh, but At least with kids we've been there we went once when my daughter was one so that was 2013 and then we went with the second one just uh, in November 2017 but uh, that's also because my wife was in maternity mm -hmm. so you know the, the financial situation wasn't oh, yeah. excellent <laughs> But now that we're both working, obviously, we'll try to go every every two years at least. So they also see Mexico, they get to at least see it on vacation. And your family uh, coming here from time to time? My sister comes all the time. Well, again, once a year or twice a year sometimes. My father also has been here three or four times, four times. Um, so yeah, they come and visit often. So that's why sometimes we don't need to f we don't feel the need to go there as often because they're they're here. So mm -hmm. is there anything in particular they're looking forward to see here on top of the family, like that they like particularly from? They just come here Slovakia. for the babies now. But <laughs> when they've been here, they no, some food or areas <laughs> to visit. They've always been. Or for example, last time my dad was here, he went to Italy. Uh, they've been obviously to Vienna. I take him. He's in Budapest. We, we take him places, yeah. Prague, Poland, and it's also, you know, it, it's nice. Mm -hmm. Now that I live here, I see that for Europeans, you know, Prague, it's nothing. I was like, ah, Prague, whatever, or Venice, just here, you know, it's it's no big deal at all. Mm -hmm. But when you're so far away in the Americas, either states or Mexico. These cities are like, wow. A big deal. So obviously when they come, they do try to visit other places mm -hmm. since they're already on this side and they made the, the, the trip and made the time. We usually try to take them to one of these cities. And, and also these are, um, you know, the most famous place uh, that you might see in movies or mm -hmm. areas. Mm -hmm. right? Of course. But th there are a lot of, for example, little cities in Slovakia so that I saw that are very nice. Uh, also Baska Bistrica, right? Or uh, Kosice, yeah, Trnava. No. And, uh, my dad my, has my been dad. to Banska Bistrica. My, sister, my sister went to Banska Bistrica. And, uh, and yeah, they, you know, they're here on vacation. So mm -hmm. also they see things like, why are they doing this? Or why that's happening? It's mostly that. Yeah, they like the uh, the scenery, let's say. But yeah, they also like when you're new. They see a lot of things and they wonder why things are happening a certain mm -hmm. way. 
So then I just need to tell them that, that that's the way it is, just don't let it <laughs> bother yeah. you. Do you feel at home here? Now? Or <laughs> how do you feel? <laughs> or still a foreigner? Yes, still very much a foreigner. Uh, my, my situation is, has been a little weird because I came here always thinking, uh, I'm leaving, I'm leaving, I'm eventually leaving. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to be here, the plan was supposed to be, I was supposed to be here only for two years. And it's been six now. And mm -hmm. I don't have any plans to leave. <laughs> so, um, I, I, it's becoming more and more uh, familiar. Um, I enjoy it here, mainly because of my family. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it's, 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 it's a nice city to be in. It's safe. Uh, it's small, so there's not a lot of traffic or congestion anywhere. Um, I basically walk everywhere here. There's not even a need for a car. Um, traveling is super easy because, again, it's the flights are super cheap. Everything is close. Um, so there's many, many advantages of being here. Yeah. Uh, but mainly because of my lack of Slovak, I do hit many walls when it comes to like going to the doctor, for example. Sometimes something as simple as a f cold it's hard to explain to the doctor what was hurting or how I'm feeling. Um, or if you think about going to the dentist, no, never forget it. Like, no, that's just not happening. So there's many things that, or when I'm in the store and I want to look for a product or the lady at the cashier is talking to me. And so that's what I, I know that I'm not at home and that I'm a mm -hmm. foreigner. And um, so it, it's, it's growing on me. It's getting there. We'll see. I, I've, I've told my friends and my family the day I buy a, f a house here or an apartment, that's the day where I'm going to enroll myself in Slovak mm -hmm. classes just to at least have the basics <laughs> because it is needed. Um, so we'll see what happens in a year or so. But um, take me to take you to the supermarket. Uh -huh. I'm interested. So <laughs> what, what is um, some... Because at the end, you know, everybody in the world well knows Mexican cuisine. Not sure how good they know it because I, I'm not sure that all the Mexican restaurants are exactly, um, you know, how they're supposed to be, probably. But I know that, you know, the, the, there is a rich variety of a lot of different food. So, what, what are the things you, you're missing here, perhaps, or what you. From, from the food? From the, you know, your. Tradition. Everything. I mean, we, the Mexican cuisine is a very rich and vast. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of variety of things. Mm -hmm. um, here I cannot cook almost anything. A lot of the ingredients are missing. Mm -hmm. So I can only use... Fruit, more fruits or... <clears throat> well, I'm not a fruit or? person, but no, I think for what my sister-in-law in -law mentions, when she goes to Mexico, she enjoys the, the fruits there. Mm -hmm. uh, more the and more... The, the mango and stuff. Similar. Right? Mm -hmm. we, uh, the avocados, for example, every time I go home, I, I almost start crying because there's mountains and mountains of avocado in good quality mm -hmm. here you buy an avocado for like what two euros or something mm -hmm. and and sometimes it's not even a good avocado mm -hmm. so yes as far as the food goes he it's it's the struggle mm -hmm. it's a huge struggle even the restaurants here at the world there's only one restaurant that has good close to good uh food mexican food but it's quite pricey mm -hmm. so it's not like you can go there a lot either so every time we go home, we go to Mexico, we eat non-stop. For the next month. Yes, okay. everything and anything. Because yes, here 
you cannot find all the ingredients or maybe not even half of the ingredients mm-hmm. that you need for many of the things. I do cook some with using the tomatoes and stuff that you can find mm-hmm. here, but it's very, very, very limited, unfortunately. So that would be the only, the only downfall of this country, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What about you? Oh, I, meet, <clears throat> I miss food for sure, for sure. Um, when we go to Mexico, so I, every day breakfast is uh, look forward to. Okay. Anything I'm eating there, it's I look forward to because <laughs> it's so good, you know, and, and it's so good because it reminds me of, of what I like, uh, because maybe for someone else it's not as good, but for me it's delicious. Everything in Mexico is delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, And here uh, we do what we can, um, but many times we're able to, we invite Slovak friends over to our house and, uh, and it's very Mexican easy to impress party. them because you make something that in Mexico is m- super mega simple, yeah. but here they've never tried that. So you give it to them and it's a complete success, even though it, it's quite simple. It was guacamole. Yes, a quesadilla <laughs> with guacamole and it's like delicious. <laughs> it's also hot. because they've tried versions of guacamole mm-hmm. that are disgusting and they're they're not what they're supposed to be so you give But you need basically the new the good avocado right you, if you and don't even, have that then, then but even then you need to know how to what to do with the avocado uh-huh. so then it tastes good how, how to mix it with other things so it's good um, so yes definitely the food I eat But in the recent time, because one thing that I observed is like, you know, I came to Slovakia about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the beginning, uh, a lot of food as well, I couldn't really buy if I searched for, except I had to go to Vienna, maybe where there was some Italian food and so on, if I wanted to reproduce some Italian cuisine. But now, going to the rest of the supermarkets, I start seeing uh, many more products, And uh, so now I basically, except if I want that particular producer or that particular brand, mm. but for a equal good quality substitute, I can mostly find everything. Mm-hmm. In these last five years, it changed. So that's not the case for you, right? No, no, because for example, a lot of our cuisine uses the tomatillo, the green tomatillo. Mm. It, that you cannot find it here anywhere, not even like a... Uh, the, uh, a, a It's a green tomato. Yeah, well, I actually grew it in the garden of my father-in-law. And they grew up. They <gasps> were small like this. Yeah. But no, is it the, the small tomatillos, but they, they taste. It was okay. But I have no idea how to cook them, by the way. I just tried to make the, the salsa verde once, and uh, only I, I liked it. Right. Uh-huh. But you can manage. <laughs> There is a Mexican here that... I know, tried to grow, grow them in Senyet, and mm-hmm. he was able to produce many kilos. I'm not going to start growing tomatillos. <laughs> I don't, I'm, that's just, you know, I don't I have don't a garden know. either, so ah, okay. I couldn't even grow them. Um, and yeah. You know, it's, it's, I'm sure that if maybe we were hardcore Mexicans, we would be growing everything in, yeah, in, yeah. in his And in making his our garden. own tortillas. Right. Oh, yeah. But right, it's just but not no. going to happen. Wait, we're not, we're not those, <laughs> those type of Mexicans either. I love everything, but I, I, I cannot reproduce it myself. That's fine. So in that sense, it's not like I can even get like a, a mm-hmm. worse version of the tomatillo. There's just none in the yeah, store. Yeah. And, but anyway, they're never growing as big as when you mm-hmm. have the sun. Mm-hmm. Mexico, so right. that, that's something you cannot change. As well. We use we use a lot of chorizo, yeah. which is not the chorizo that you see here, not even the Spaniard chorizo. Mm-hmm. 
uh, this, you cannot find it here. We used um, a, a certain type of cheese, queso fresco, that mm -hmm. you cannot find here at all. Okay. Like, like not even nothing. Okay. So, yeah. And in Mexico, it's very popular, for example, another thing that the reason, well, in, at home, we drink yeah. a lot of uh, flavored water. So we don't drink wine, we don't drink beer, mm -hmm. we drink flavored water. So, but we flavor this water with different fruits, like mm, papaya, mm -hmm. or watermelon, or Jamaica. tamarindo, mm -hmm. Jamaica. And, and here, first of all, they, Jamaica, Jamaica, tamarindo, you cannot find them. Now, Yemen is starting to have okay. tamarindo. So you start but now, only two some. months ago. Mm -hmm. uh, but so that, I know, everybody that wants to start a business, very good Mexican <laughs> products. Mexican products, I please. Always, I even non-Mexican would like to buy them, right? For just uh, invitation. And, uh, uh, and what do you like about the, the Slovak food? What is there anything it's, particular I do like, like Slovak food, I gotta say. Because they use a lot of potatoes, and I love potatoes, mm -hmm. in all its forms. And they do it here with, they cook it here with everything. So I love that. I love the, the cheese, the brinza, brinza mm -hmm. cheese. Um, the kapusnica soup. Um, and they eat a lot of meat. Well, they like eating meat, so that's also good for with us. Mm -hmm. So, oh, and the um, halushki, mm -hmm. which is the type of pasta with cheese. I love that. So, food here, I can't complain either. It's not so bad. So, I like it. Your favorite Slovak food? My favorite Slovak food <laughs> has to be something with meat. Either a sausage or pork Then knuckle. everything is <laughs> your favorite <laughs> Slovak food. I, I like a lot of things. Uh, but since I was in Mexico, mm -hmm. for example, I don't like pickles. Mm -hmm. So, if you're going to put pickle or something, I'm not going to like it. Mm -hmm. Um, unfortunately, when I tasted brinza, it wasn't for me. So if there's brinza on something, I'm going to have to skip okay. it. Um, <laughs> He's always been more picky with food everywhere in okay. the world. So, that's, But that's other than that, I eat everything. They give me potatoes, I eat potatoes. They give me chicken, duck. Mm. I eat it. Goose, but, they and, eat goose. But, you know, I've, since I sort of left Mexico, mm -hmm. I, I came to the conclusion that food, I will just eat it because I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. But if we want to enjoy food, I will need to eat Mexican. That's, okay. that's just the way it, it is for me now. So when I'm hungry, I eat. But if I want to look forward to a meal, it'll be when I'm in Mexico. Okay, okay. Hmm. Well, <laughs> that's, you know... Um, I can, uh, from my case, I can just try to learn or cook the best or go to the best Italian restaurant. But when I go with the, in my hometown with my mom and grandmother, mm. that is actually what recalls a lot from your childhood and back. And that's the, even if maybe it's not the best, but that's the taste you want to. Yeah, exactly. That, that's what I. But that's the life I as like a as foreigner, well. right? You we chose we cho we choose it and. You don't get to complain. Yeah, you have to make uh, compromises. <laughs> yeah, you can't come to this country and expect like some people here that come as foreigners, and uh, and they're like, oh, the the pasta here sucks. It's not like in Italy. Yeah. Well, because we're not in Italy, so I'm not gonna complain. Well, the Mexican food is not as good here. Well, no, no because I'm not, not in Mexico. Mexico yeah. so. And also, perhaps 
you even appreciate it more now yeah. than before. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, people in Mexico have no idea what they have. Because see, until because you lose it. Because <laughs> even when we were in Chicago, I mean, it's one of the biggest uh, Hispanic communities in the States. Mm -hmm. So there were all sorts of stores that had all, everything, everything that you could possibly mm -hmm. eat. So even there, we still were not home, but it was still the same thing. We were eating the same. We were, there was no problems. Mm -hmm. So, so even it, from the, f there was still a little bit better. But then I guess now there's a huge ocean in between so that does make a difference mm -hmm. and uh, if you make a deal I mean, how different because if you tell me that in Chicago there were maybe a lot of Mexican right so mm -hmm. I guess you had a bigger community mm -hmm. so now that the community is relatively small in Slovakia so what, what, what's the so you feel more integrated now into a kind of Slovak environment or foreign environment or less how, what's, how did it play definitely in Chicago for the first Ten years, I was fully only Mexican culture, surrounded mm -hmm. by Mexicans all the time. Mexican. Mm -hmm. uh, only until the last maybe three years, I was in Chicago. I stepped out of the Hispanic Mexican <laughs> environment mm -hmm. and started blending with Americans, which was then is like as I stepped to a different country because then I saw a different life, yeah. a different side of. Um, of Chicago, um, and what was the question? And there was here, here, here. Right. here. Well, yeah, because there's so few Mexicans, um, we don't see each other very often. Even though, thanks to Facebook, you see what uh, if someone is struggling with something or has questions about something, yeah. there's a communication there, or there's a party there, or a celebration there. It, it's there. But face to face, we don't see much unless Mexico's playing in the World Cup. Mm -hmm. Then we then all come we all together. Then we all get together for the games. But um, <laughs> oh yeah. But other than that, yes, you do have to now blend with your neighbors that are Slovaks, blend with your colleagues that are mostly Slovak, and trying to find common ground with them, whatever mm -hmm. that might be. And, uh, yeah, because here, even though it's less of us, you're more isolated. Mm -hmm. So some of them live in Senate, or I don't know how to say that, but in Senate, some of them live, a few of us, very few live in the city center. So it's not so easy to integrate, per se. So then when there is events, like big events, like the World Cup or something, so then everybody makes the effort yeah. of coming. But other than that, it's, it's more isolated than in other places, unfortunately, sometimes. And so that means that p perhaps there is more more integration, like more learning about the community that is yeah. not only your uh, cultural community. And uh, so, how? Uh, what are the, the benefits? Like, so how is different Humberto now after being integrated into the Slovak experience? Right? So, what 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 it gave you in terms of you know you personality? Uh, life, things you learned. Uh. You learn to be more flexible, I would say. Uh, that uh, you can't be set on your ways about certain things. Mm -hmm. um, that if in order to live in this country, which where I have a good job, where it's safe, mm -hmm where food is healthier than in the States, 
there's less pollution uh, I'm gonna have to put up with the little road that goes to Robinka only one lane on each side mm -hmm. or that uh, I don't like the way we I get treated at the store sometimes but I see them for two minutes and then mm -hmm. they never part of my life again so you just learn to be flexible have a thicker skin and let things that bother you just roll off mm -hmm. and um, and then enjoy the, the things that you like and you what is the different Elena uh, the Slovak experience. My Slovak experience, to sum up. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, I think I'm a, a, I'm a happier Elena right now. Mm -hmm. um, it, it give, it's given me a lot, which I am super thankful for. Um, mainly my two, my two beautiful babies. Um, it's given me the opportunity to travel a lot, which is something I, I always wanted to do. And now I, I have. Um, I've met some amazing, great people here. Mm -hmm. I have a pretty amazing family here, not just my sister-in-law, but her family that have taken us in like their own. So it's been, it's been a really pleasant, pleasant experience for me overall. Even with the ups and downs, um, it's still, it's still been, been amazing. And I wouldn't, I don't regret coming here. Oh. Even with the foreign police. Oh, it's, it's still okay. Uh, yeah. Yes, I forgot about that. <laughs> Even with that. So you want to forget about it. <laughs> Put my, it behind you my, as soon as possible. My brain just blocked that completely. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. Even that aside, it's still, be, I, I would do it all over again. For but sure. it is an experience you have like once every few years, right? Oh. Well, yeah. in a, when you first come here, it's every two years. So okay. it's quite often, unfortunately. But now, once you do the longer mm -hmm. one, then yeah, you don't have to go back in like eight, ten years, so it's okay. Hopefully the next time we have to go, it's, it's, it's better. It's already improved. Yeah. Yes. Maybe online or something. <laughs> Please. Maybe. Hopefully the world is going to improve yeah. as well, technologically. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so that's, uh, that's um, very interesting uh, uh, what you say. And, and so that, that potentially if there are some Mexican listening or um, is it a, a interesting choice to do or something you would uh, suggest like yeah just give it a try and visit Europe and Slovakia is it something interesting that uh, I think it's a good country to to be for a few a few reasons but main one, mainly because it's it's not so expensive as mm -hmm. compa compared to other countries in Europe mm -hmm. and uh, being you get uh, papers fairly easier than mm -hmm. other countries as well. So, as an overall, I, I would say it's much easier and much better to come here than any other countries even around us mm -hmm. because of those two reasons, which for me are key if when I'm thinking of going somewhere. What is the motivation? What, what has <coughs> Slovakia as a plus? For example, a colleague now that was in Brazil, mm -hmm. She recently was offered, uh, well, they asked her to relocate to a different place because of IBM reasons. Mm -hmm. She said no, so they gave her an option B, you can go to Bratislava then. So then she was asking me, 
she has lived in Brazil her whole life. She's Brazilian. And, uh, and I only gave positive things. I was maybe even surprised about all the feedback I was giving her. But um, especially when you come from a big city in anywhere in the whole American mm -hmm. continent, uh, I told her here, you can forget about traffic. You can forget about the crime. I literally forget about it because mm -hmm. you, you will have to look for it to see it. Um, there's, you can travel very, very cheap. Um, you will make enough money to live Constantly. without a problem. Mm -hmm. So then you start, I found myself giving only positive feedback. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, yeah, if someone would ask me, would you recommend it? I would say yes. Because there's, there's not a lot of negative. Because she, also, she told me, how about the language? And I told her, yeah, because she only would come here for like two years. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I told her, you're not going to learn in two years because it's difficult. It's very difficult. Except if, all if you know it's Czech, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, and she can speak Portuguese and Spanish. I'm like, well, that's not a, it's a very it long gap. Doesn't no, it yeah. doesn't help you. <laughs> um, because I told you that the language is very difficult. But don't worry, there's many people that are here like you that are foreigners, they don't speak the local language, and are able to live no problem here. So I and would that's, recommend that's it. another plus, like if, like even without speaking Slovak, you can still survive here. Mm -hmm. You just need to have uh, so, so one that's family member or one good friend. That wouldn't happen to me if I go to Mexico and I don't speak any Spanish. I wouldn't be able to survive, you think? It would be harder? But that's the case of in, in any country, right? If but here, since there's um, there's already like a bigger community of foreigners that people are, you can actually find uh, mm. either people or places that can assist you with the English. Yeah, I even think just the basic. It's the same in in Italy. I can't go to Italy and expect a lot of people to speak English. No, that's true, actually. And I found out that here there is a basic knowledge of English that is much higher. Um, than what I expect from... And in Mexico, it, yeah, yeah. it doesn't exist. No, I agree. There's no one that, I mean, it's not a huge percentage to speak English mm -hmm. at all, so... But I find this also, a lot of colleagues I, of mine that are coming from uh, Moscow, right, they were giving me a similar um, information, like, you know, the, not only regarding traffic jam, but also safety mm -hmm. and so on. So, like, that's probably something I would like to know from you. Like, is it... Uh, um, what is the difference between living in Chicago or Ciudad del Mexico and Bratislava? Is it you feel safer here and uh, uh, you spend less time wasted in you know queues and stuff like that? For sure. I mean, there's no traffic here compared to those cities at all. Um, and as far as safety goes, oh, in, in Chicago we felt pretty safe already. Well, but here, but here is even safer, I would say. But, you know, like, for example, in Chicago, when I first got there, I was in high school. Uh, and maybe if they would do that here, people would be shocked. But in Chicago, uh, during class, uh, they would make an announcement. Nobody can leave their rooms right now in the middle of class. So not even, and when they made that announcement, no one could even go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Because there were dogs looking for drugs in the, in the school. Mm -hmm. um, or then they implemented the metal detectors because there were some people bringing guns into yes. the school. Mm -hmm. So, you know, while you're there, you see it very normal. 
and because of that you feel safe. But here they wouldn't even have to do it because I don't think there's many people bringing kids, 14 year olds bringing guns to the school. Yeah. But we could leave the cars unlocked, for example, and, and you wouldn't have to worry about it. Also, there were parts of Chicago where you could be very safe, but one time I walked in the south of Chicago and it was the worst experience of my life. You mm -hmm. know, you, you cannot be there. Uh, so there are parts that are incredibly dangerous. Mm, here, I've been in Petrochalka, in Rushinov, in, in everywhere you go, and it, it's the same. And I never felt threatened by anybody mm -hmm. or anything. So I, I don't think there is crime here. If, and in Mexico, it's worse. For example, if, if you would leave your phone on your desk, it, and you go to the bathroom, it's very likely it will be gone by the time you come back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you will never find it again, ever. So, yeah, that... Yeah, here is a, a whole other world, literally. Mm -hmm. If somebody thinks there's crime here... No, and that's the point, because a lot of folks might also be discussing as well, not with uh, who is Slovak and who lives only here. Uh, it looks like, you know, one main happening right uh, i don't know it can be a murder or can be a theft is a serious happening and from my experience uh, i mean it is serious but it, the, the the positive thing is that it's not frequent at all right it doesn't mm -hmm. happen on a daily basis why mm -hmm. and yeah that's that that's what i consider like uh, uh, the difference yeah you yeah. get used to to crime somewhere that they're not anymore part of the news Yeah. And that's negative. Yes. Yeah, you, sometimes I watch the news and they're like interviewing a guy that walked up the mountain. You know, that's, that's yeah. a headline that they put on TV mm -hmm. where in other places it would never make the news a guy that walked up a mountain because mm -hmm. there's a thousand other things, bad things happening yeah. in the country. So that's a, a big plus. And the cues here, even right now, because of the construction and because of the amount of uh, houses that they're building outside of the city. I think right now the traffic is probably worse than it has ever been. And it takes me 30 minutes to get home. Yeah, yeah. In, in Chicago, it was an hour and a half to get home. So half hour in the car, I can do it no problem. Mm -hmm. You put some YouTube on and you can kill that half hour no problem on the way home. So that's also another plus. Nice. Yeah. And when I lived in the city, mm -hmm. forget it, I walked to work. So the walking to work in Chicago or in Mexico, mm. never, ever. Except it's a very small village, but the big city is. No. Mm -hmm. Never happening. Interesting. No? Yeah. Good experience. So many yeah. positives on Slovakia. Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> But you still you identify the, the customer service here as well as a different pattern. That is a common pattern for in all... It's almost an extension of how they treat you in the foreign police. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's a different point because that's... that's a but the customer service is similar in the foreign police and in Bila or in Tesco. And even some restaurants are pretty bad, I gotta say. Some... People mm -hmm. in the restaurants treat you pretty horribly. 
So, yeah, customer service here is not there. But you think because you look like a Mexican? Or no, because, because it's common for that's everyone? common. They, they treat oh, the Slovaks yeah. and the foreigners the same in, mm -hmm. the, in the restaurants. But for the Slovaks, that's, that's okay because that's what they're used to. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing, that it won't improve because I think the, the Slovaks are used to it. So when you complain, then again, you're the weird one. Mm-hmm. But what's wrong with you? Why are you asking for something that shouldn't be there? But I die in that case. I think it should be there because it's it's me with the money. Mm -hmm. I'm the one that came here voluntarily for money, so you should treat me nice so I come back. Or at least not horribly. Yes. <laughs> no terror would be enough. But personally, here I think I think also. Might be, I don't know, that's just my very own personal opinion, that since here mm -hmm. they don't get tips, um, it doesn't matter if they treat you horribly or excellent, because mm -hmm. they will still get the 20 cents for tip, and they have their salary, so it doesn't matter to them. There's no incentive, it doesn't matter what they do. Whereas in other places, we, even within Europe, in Italy or somewhere, where they live for tips, in the States, they, they all they get is tips, they have to treat you good otherwise they won't get a paycheck so they won't get money yeah. so I think maybe that is also why here like meh. Mm. it doesn't matter so why why even make an effort so yeah but it's in oh, some places it's quite still, bad if you would be the owner of a place right I would love my employees to behave according to the you know the, the way to make sure that more customers are coming in and they are coming out with a smile so it's not only tip wise it's also you would think yeah you want to your purpose you want people to come and come back and come back and bring more people yeah, and exactly. recommend your place and but they don't see it that way they mm -hmm. they think profit doesn't matter for them maybe yeah. Or they oh, it might be a mindset because it's, cause it's uh, they're not very business nine, oriented here. experience, but no. in all the other behind before that is a common pattern, right? From all foreigners, if you have to pick up one thing, right, to improve, uh, that's that's something that could be improved into the you know uh, Slovak culture at least. Uh, anything else you if you would uh, be able if you have a magic wand and you would like to change something about Slovakia, what would you change on top of this? This is obvious. That's already. There is an idea for business guys, uh, a school for you know customer service and uh, you know this kind of relationship <laughs> that will be nice. <laughs> no. Something else to change. I can think of anything right now. Not at all. Hmm. So it's already a perfect place. Almost. Mm -hmm. They just need to adopt Mexican food. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> the store, for, the Mexican store for Mexican products. Bring bring all the fruits and products from Mexico. Reasonably here. priced though, because then Grow they them. they want to sell you a can of beans for like ten euros almost. So no, sell everything from Mexican. the same price as potatoes. Yes. Of course, once <laughs> it's here, and then I'll be happy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, if there are a lot of buyers, then the price goes down, right? So depending on how much we are able to sell that. No, but that's just a joke. But yeah, I know. That would be... Yeah. It would uh, be too good then to be too young. Who wouldn't live here then? <laughs> 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 yeah, that's true. And um, do you also deal sometimes with um, uh, you know local news or information and politics, anything you, you get informed of? 
I don't I, I don't speak Slovak so not at all. No, I know there is one newspaper online, the SME, that does articles in English, mm -hmm. but no, I don't read it. Mm -hmm. um, I know nothing about the government. <laughs> I know nothing about the politics. I don't know what the state does with my taxes. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know where my taxes go. Mm -hmm. I know nothing about this. So hopefully they're doing something okay with the money that they're taking from my paycheck every month. Uh, but no, fortunately, on that sense, I don't know if it's just my personality or there's really not anything coming to us that I should be catching. It depends. I mean, the, probably the only thing is that you, you voted as well, right, for the... Uh, or you had the opportunity to vote for the... I couldn't. We could, uh, but I did not. You, you could as well. And right? I saw that they were promoting and we got the flyers on the mailbox. Yeah, but those flyers weren't in English, right? No. Of course not. <coughs> so... But that's no. the point, right? You would get a flyer in English or someone that addressed to you. It would be different, maybe. It would maybe. be different, no? Because so. then you would know that I wouldn't have to ask my wife to translate. So most of those flyers just went straight to the trash. Mm -hmm. um, because they were probably not interested in the vote oh, yeah. of the foreigner anyways. But that's probably the way that we were brought up. We don't we don't get mixed with politics or anything that has to do with that. But um, there is Mexicans here. There are Mexicans here that are involved. But not even uh, Mexican uh, newspapers or no. U.S. or in general? No. no, we don't. I mean, we just knew that they stole a lot of money and that was basically <laughs> it all the time. <laughs> and uh, now that when... If I want to hear the news, there is this one guy mm -hmm. that does the news in, in the States. Uh, but he mainly does news for all South America and Latin America. Mm -hmm. And that's where I get my news from. Okay. So I'm all up to speed in Venezuela, Colombia, okay. Mexico, but nothing about Slovakia. Okay, okay. <laughs> and... Um, so that's that's part of also the uh, one of the experience right from from us like when when you you live here um you know you, you it's so quiet as well the environment that also reading the news uh, there is you know never a significant change perhaps in the last years that really happened even if you read then the news there are a lot of little changes in politics and um uh, and now th there are a lot of topics also connected with, uh, you know, a, a more extremism parties getting into the parliament as well, not only in Slovakia, but also in the neighboring countries, right? So that the conversation became a little bit less open to foreigners, unfortunately, in several areas. So say, and some consider it as a kind of a threat for openness in the future. So it's more mm. kind of revamp of kind of nationalist spirit mm -hmm. that doesn't make sense into you know, a kind of a cosmopolitan world, but still makes sense into a kind of political narrative, right? So, and that's what I wonder, right? If, you know, in the last time, in these last years that you're here, maybe if since 2015, you felt that there is even less openness to our foreigners or not. Do you felt anything or any change with people or discussions or not at all? Mm, not, not that I saw a change or mm -hmm. felt a change. Uh, I know that I knew that about three, four years ago there were some elections and there was some one of the candidates that literally 
was preaching mm -hmm. that foreigners were at the seas and only whites, this type of guy. Obviously, he didn't get a lot of support, or at least people didn't manifest yeah. that support towards this kind of um, oh, yeah. this kind of people. And he didn't win. He didn't go anywhere. But but that's all I heard. And most of the people that knew about him said, "Yeah, he's he's crazy. He's mm -hmm. not gonna win." Which was a good thing, at least to know that people didn't support him. But no, so did that. I know that there were elections here for the mayor of Bratislava mm -hmm. recently, and somebody won. Yeah. But for me to notice any change okay. anywhere, no. And uh, what about instead your uh, your free time, right? So what's uh, in, on, in, you have a, uh, you have work, you have little fellows, a wife, so that they take majority of your time. Anything else? What's your passions or what you do? Uh, Friday football is mm -hmm. one of the must uh, since I... Also to complete your Slovak experience, right? So where, where do you go? Uh, unfortunately, it was with the... It, I started with the inside sales guys in Apollo. Uh, so there were most of us foreigners. We started playing football on Fridays. And uh, before there used to be like half Slovaks, half foreigners. Now it's like one Slovak guy and mm -hmm. everyone else is foreigner. Mm -hmm. Um, but we've been doing that for seven years now, okay. still going, same place, same price, so it's a good deal we keep getting <laughs> cool. from that school. Um, other than that, it's just being with the kids, um, being with the kids more, and spending with money that. with the kids, mm -hmm. being with the kids, That's cool. and, uh, and then when uh, when the kids finally go to bed or something, we do get a watch a show or something just to disconnect. What about you? Um, I have a pretty close circle of friends that mm. I hang out with a little bit. There's a group of Mexicans that sometimes we get together and hang out. Mm -hmm. uh, just regular, just mm. go out for wine or a movie or dinner and then there's also a more um diversity group <laughs> that has more like slovaks and foreigners and me and then the same thing dinner mm -hmm. movies um nothing nothing huge but yes we do spend time out in the town sometimes nice and you you have a uh, that's maybe a particularity i would like to know as well sometimes you know in talking about in the uh, you know the diversity in this. No, you uh, is it a different role that w women play in uh, Slovakia compared to Mexico? You think you have uh, you know more equal opportunities or treat fairer treatment from men or stuff like that? Or you didn't find anything in particular more opening? Uh, I wonder. Just uh, I. So somebody, you know, the, the, one of the episodes where Anka was here, she said, you know, Slovakia is actually the country for women, where it's, uh, uh, they are in the power, they are managing from behind as well, and they have a strong role here, so it's a big acceptance. I, I don't know if you had any thought around that. Mm. No, I've never thought about it that way. I... I was raised uh, the very old-fashioned way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Conservative. 
very, very, very conservative. Okay. Um, and I don't really think of let's like, I want equality or I want to mm-hmm. be the same as the guys and why mm-hmm. I, but that is just just me and my personality um, as far as the treatment that you get here I I haven't seen any difference mm-hmm. in Mexico the states or even here okay. I as I haven't experienced any difference in any of the th- in three places mm-hmm. whereas I'm treated less or less equal in any of them um, but I think that also has to do with your personality in most of the cases where you have to speak up and I always speak up most of the time. So I haven't seen or felt any differently, any differently here. No. Cool. Um, so before closing, right, perhaps maybe, you know, wh- how do you define uh, your Slovak experience in a few words? Let's start from you. In a few words, um, freedom, um, contentment, um, and uh, he said a few, not like three. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know how to put it in a sentence. He's like in three words, describe. <laughs> Well, that's good because you <laughs> summarize. Right. He's yeah. thinking like an IBM, you know, in those yeah. uh, surveys. Describe IBM in three words. <laughs> it's um, that's it. You. It's been very good so far. Okay. It's, it has exceeded expectations. Okay. So some, you know, the, the survey would say from a rate between from one to ten. From one right? to ten, <laughs> rate your experience. Eight. Eight. What's your? Uh, what's my rating? Uh, I think for me, even maybe even a little more, like a nine and a half. Okay. Only because, again, it's spending time with my, my niece and nephew has been priceless. I would mm-hmm. never be able to put a price on it or, or mm-hmm. change that at all. Um, and traveling. Traveling for me has been key on all these six years that I've been here. I've been everywhere. And that has given me a lot to share and for my personal growth and... So, and I wouldn't have been able to do that if I wasn't here. So, it's been also very, very pleasant for me as an overall experience. Recommended. Thank you. Anything else we should share and we haven't shared so far? Can't think of anything. Nothing else that comes to mind. Thank you for the invitation. So thank you for sharing. That's been very interesting <laughs> for me to learn I from you. I hope so. Right? I guess you know the, that's also a good thing that your brother started also to bring you here. That's yeah. quite cool. And happy to have met you. And uh, that was cool. Thank you. We tried recruiting my sister many times to come to Slovakia, but she S- couldn't give up Chicago. Still not happening. She's she's too attached. <laughs> Because we have another sister. Another oh, yeah, sister. That's, that's true, that she comes here from time to time. Still in Chicago. The baby. But, uh, if this Slovak experience didn't convince you yet, right? So uh, we will because the days here will continue in a positive way. So like nine and eight, so the average is... It's good. Know, it's, it's high. almost eight and a half. <laughs> so it's a good place. Yes. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Lele. Thank you.
Thank you everyone for listening to my Slovak experience. See you at the next interview. Till then, have fun, share and enjoy. So, did you like my Slovak experience podcast? If yes, you can share it with your friends and peers. They can listen it from many sources, such as iTunes, Stitcher, Tuning Radio, or Spotify. And now you can also watch us on video while we are recording on YouTube. Thank you.